Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson. I am Sam Delaney. Sam Delaney, a man. Mm. A Mm. simple man, a humble man with a humble man's simple needs. (laughs) And those needs are to discuss... Roy of the Rovers 1980s compilation with another with man, another man, Andy Dawson, <laughs> who's hundreds of miles away. <clears throat> yeah. All right, here we are. Um, we were just at the point where Melchester were about to play Melbourne, and Roy was going to throw in um, weedy Walter Williams in goal to replace Charlie Carter. Is that a nervous breakdown? Um, and Roy has been warned by. The general manager, Ben Galloway, who used to be the manager. He was usurped by Roy at some point in the 70s. Kicked mm. upstairs. And still be- still bears a grudge. Just clearly. a bit. Yeah, just a bit. He's got a square head, hasn't he? Square-headed yeah. Ben Galloway. Literally square. Yeah. Uh, so he's warned him. You know, Jeff Giles is coming back already to play for Melbourne. And, you know, Roy's neck is on the line with this one. So Roy is driving home in the Lambo. Having a good think. Through Melchester City Centre late at yeah. night, by the looks of things. Looks at, uh, yeah. Past a shop which has left its lights on overnight. Different times. I think it's a chippy. It looks like a takeaway. Is that a chippy? And there's two youths hanging around. Could be a chippy. It looks like some sort of takeaway to me. Does it? And um, he's he's um, crawling past it. Perhaps he's crawling past thinking, maybe I'll, uh, fuck it. Maybe that I'll looks stop like, a bag that, of chips. That looks like a toy shop to me, Sam. No, it's got to be. No, it's got to be because the door's open. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. It's late. That's what explains why it's late night. And there's two rough youths. It's got, there's all the hallmarks of a late night takeaway. There's two rough yeah. youths hanging around outside. Chippy clients. And what's and there's <laughs> yeah. there's peculiar. There's Roy is sort of in the Lambo, and he's going quite slow yeah. past the chippy, past these kids, which mm. either means I don't know. Yeah. It does look shifty. <laughs> Either means he's curb crawling or he's sort of thought, oh, I'll just put fucking pull in here, see if, yeah, fuck it, I might just yeah. get myself a late night bag of chips. He's driving past to see if it's still open, that's clearly what it is. He's not curb crawling, teenage oh, boys. Oh, fuck it. I tell you what, the way things are going for me, fuck the diet, I'm going to get a fucking <laughs> chips and a battered sausage. That'll get me, Single I'll get sausage. a nice carb crash and it'll get me off to sleep with any luck. That and a large scotch. <laughs> His registration plate as well. Roy won. Very good. In case you thought any other cunt in fucking the old of Melchester owns a Lambo like this, which they don't. <laughs> Rhetorical question, by the way, kids. I fucking, just in case you're mistaking it for anyone else's, I've stuck my name on the fucking number plate. <laughs> don't fucking touch it or you'll lose your fucking fingers. Extra, that were an extra five grand in the package. But I know the lads up at the Lambo dealership, so don't worry about that. They fucking sort me out. Don't ask any fucking questions. 
I got an I got an Iowa sound system thrown in for next to nothing. Iowa, <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> uh that evening, to the annoyance of Roy's wife, Penny, Roy's now slumped in his armchair in front of his Space Age telly, which seems to be about three feet from the screen. Um, he's really he's really struggling, I think, <laughs> mentally. He's, a- he's all slumped. He looks like he might have had a drink. There's no sign of it, but he might be at the checkers hiding the bottle stage. And he's, he's pulled his armchair right up, touching distance to the telly, and he's asleep. That evening, to the annoyance of Roy's wife, Penny. Penny, who I feel is being rather unsympathetic and unsupportive as Roy goes through this. Yeah. Oh, charming. He gets home late, then dozes off in front of the telly. Oh, well, I'll just have to leave him there. There'll be no fucking leg over for Penny tonight. (laughs) As you can imagine, a woman's got her needs, especially when you're married to someone as sexually alluring as Roy Race. Athletic. Anyway, he stinks of sausages and whiskey. I don't fancy a bit of that on me. Um, I go to bed with my Mills and Boone instead. Yeah. So Roy's dreaming. We go into a dream sequence now. Uh, Roy's doors becomes a dream. A dream in which rovers were opposed by a team of Melbourne giants. And of course, who's at the centre of it all? It's Jeff Giles. Massive Jeff Giles. Bouncing around and it. fucking the cunts turned into some sort them. of fucking giant. <laughs> I've sold him, and five minutes later, he's a fucking giant. And there, oh. uh, in the dream, he's scoring his hat trick goal past Walter Williams, tiny, tiny little Walter Williams. Mm. And uh, the the crowd are saying, "It's there, Jeff's hat trick." Young Williams hadn't a chance. Roy should never have put him in goal. And then we see five Melchester fans. I think we've seen this five before, haven't we? They generally represent... These five must be brothers because they all look almost identical apart from the hairstyle. And some are wearing hats and some aren't. And they've got quite evil faces. Yeah, they're not happy. They're very angry. It's old Jeff Charles to Melbourne. He isn't fit to be manager of the Rovers. Out, race out, race out. Fucking hell, ungrateful fucking bastards. After everything he's done for that... in his dream. After everything he's done for that team since the 1950s, you know, nearly 30 years. I've been managing this club. I've either been managing or playing for this club for fucking since McMillan was in number 10. And this is the thanks (laughs) I get. (laughs) I took over. I managed this club... Throughout the fucking Suez crisis. That's how long I've been going. <laughs> but you forget that, don't you? I'll be one even fucking born then. Couple of fucking bad results and you're on me back, you fucking wankers. And then there's Andy Jackson, the gobshite Melbourne manager, who's also massive, obviously, uh, seemed to shout with devilish glee, your own fans race calling for your neck. You've had it, wonder boy. <laughs> you're finished. And Roy's going, no, no, I'm not. I'm not finished. And he wakes up, bottle upright, in the armchair, shouting, I'm not. And Penny comes into the room, cradling Melinda. Um, Roy, for goodness sake, you've woken up the whole house. And there's fucking Melinda's crying. Roy Jr. There he is with his gormless face, staring at his dad. Oh, Dad, Dad, are you dead? Are you dead, Dad? 
Dunk, Are you dead? Are you come back as a ghost, Daddy? <laughs> Are we in heaven now? Have we all gone to heaven like you said? <laughs> like you said we would if I didn't behave. Uh, fucking hell, Pen. Sharp, right, Junior, a minute. Let me fucking think. Give me some fucking space to think. Pen, how the fuck did he get out of his fucking cock cage? I thought we'd made fucking measures and precautions. Can't have him fucking running around the place in the dead of night. Fuck knows what he'll do. He'll get us while we're sleeping. I thought we had him tethered at night time. How's he got loose of his tetherings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Hell. Um, and she's going, oh, there, there, Melinda. It's all right. Silly daddy was just having a dream. She's fucking, I don't know, right? She's fucking uptight, Penny, because he's under a lot of pressure. And at the end of the day, right, all he's done is wake up and shout, I'm not. Yeah. It's quite bad, but, mm. y- you know, I would like to imagine my wife would sort of laugh and go, well... Yeah. You're having a bad dream, you idiot. Yeah. She's gone, oh, bloody hell, silly daddy. Get the no kids appreciation up. of the fact that he might be under a bit of stress. Get the kids downstairs, get all the, all the lights are on, the big lights on. All lights on. Yeah, almost to make a point, you've made your bed, Roy Race. Now lie in it. Now everyone's up. We might as well have breakfast. There, there, but it's one in the morning, Pen. No, we're up now. We're never going to get back to sleep. Take the kids to the park. Oh, what in the morning? What are you talking about, Pen? <laughs> there there Melinda she says it's alright that silly daddy was just having a dream and he's going dream it was more like a nightmare good grief Penny hope it doesn't come true because if it does <laughs> you won't have to worry about me working late at the office it'll be occupied by a new manager so there we are that's fucking right what I'm trying to say is kids daddy will be out of work and there'll be no more holidays I'll have to sell the helicopter <laughs> I'll probably even have to sell the fucking chopper and I'll have to sell the fucking Lambo. And if you think your mum's on edge now, just fucking wait till I'm jobless. I tell you, kids, don't tell your mum, right? But I'd put any of this fucking money aside. <laughs> They're paying me a fucking packet at Melchester. <laughs> but I tell you what, it goes out quicker than it comes in. Uh, don't ask me what on, because uh, I don't know. I go out with Blackie, you know, Four, five, six, seven, eight times a week maximum, right? <laughs> Just a few drinks usually, nothing fancy. But I tell you, by the time I get home, if I go up bank and check balance, old month's wage is gone. So, you know, your man thinks I've been putting a little bit aside for a rainy day. I fucking haven't. If I lose this job, we are fucked. I'll probably have to sell the house. <laughs> Dad, Dad, can I use a fork yet? No, you can't use a fork. We want this conversation. <laughs> and I tell you what, if, if things go the way I think they're going to go, we're all going to be eating with our fucking hands like you before long. <laughs> None of us will be able to afford fucking cutlery. That'll have to go as well, the good silver. <laughs> well, I'll be eating down the fucking soup kitchen every night. Fuck it, I started at the bottom. I can go back there, no problem. Give me a few months, I'll be back on my feet, whether it's football... Or some other, you know, type of commerce. I don't know. I've got lots of ideas. <laughs> Punditry. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot of fucking ideas and I've made a lot of connections along the way. So don't you worry. Fu- I'll be I'll back write- on my feet soon I'll write a fucking book or something. Fuck knows. I'll be all right. <laughs> Do I look like a loser, son? So that's the end of that one. Um, 
and then it says coming up next issue Melchester versus Melbra. No surprise there because we know that's coming. Marks out of ten for this story. Uh, I'll give this one an eight. Yeah, yeah, about that. It wasn't like particularly dramatic. It's more like a sort of a lull before the yeah, storm. I think move, move the story along in the dream sequence. I would was say nice. it's a foreboding moment in the, the Roy Race Odyssey. Yeah. So we'll move on to the next uh, issue. Um, here we go. Next one. Um, Roy had upset a lot of Melchester fans by selling Jeff Giles, blah, blah, blah. Charlie Carter, nervous breakdown, blah, blah, blah. Walter Williams into the senior squad. And here they come. The team's coming out. Roy, of course, leading them out with Walter Williams behind him, looking terrified. Um, some noise from the crowd. Uh, Roy must be crazy asking a kid to do a man's job, which isn't very supportive for the for the young lad, not, is it? You not know, in the least. Yeah, good. Melchester luck. fans are shit. Cunts, aren't they? But they're mm. football fans generally are. Shit fans. Yeah. Go no, on. you'd expect you'd expect some of the fans to get behind a young keeper give, being given his nod. Do yeah, you know what I mean? For the first th- time, that's the sort of thing that usually G's fans write up. Or just pampered, entitled. Um, mm. Melchester fans, aren't they? Yeah. Go on, you fucking kid. Go on, get on with it. Look at him. I reckon a good puff of wind would blow him over, shouts one of them. If I was fucking Walter Williams, I'd turn around and give it both fucking single fingers. Oi! Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Cunt, I'd like to see you fucking come yeah, you out get and down keep here. Joel. Yeah. You fat fucking shitheads. <laughs> <laughs> And it says, only lukewarm applause had greeted the appearance of the Rovers. They are, again, entitled. Entitled mm. to, to success. Yeah. Um, and Roy's taking a few shots into him in the wall. They're like Arsenal fans, I think. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it, young Walter. One good save and you'll have them eating out of your hand. I, uh, I guess so, Mr. Race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not exactly what you want to hear. Yeah. And Roy says, stop calling me Mr. Race, especially during the game. When you're calling for the ball, it's plain simple, Roy, understand? Sure thing, Mr. Race. I mean, I mean, Roy. Oh, fucking hell. I've not got a good feeling about this. I'll be honest, Walter, I'm regretting this already. (laughs) You're going to, apart from anything else, you're going to make us look and sound like a right bunch of fucking cunts if you keep calling me Mr. Fucking Race in the thick of the action. Anyway, anyway. I stand for a full house. Here come the other cunts. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Jalapeño. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Jalapeño. That's when Melbra come out. <laughs> Led by the fucking, fucking captain, Jeff Giles. Jeff He's made himself Giles. right at home, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's getting a standing ovation from the uh, the fickle Melchester fans as well. Why don't they all just fuck off down the road and support Melbra? Do you know yeah. what I mean? We There's missed a- you, pal. Yeah. Welcome Hooray. back, Giles. Good old Jeff. Fucking cunts. Where's your- they should be giving it Judas. Yeah, fuck you. Roy went over to greet his former teammate. Oh, suppose I've got to wish you luck, Jeff. Thanks, Racy. And of course, someone shouts from the crowd, It's too late for handshakes, Roy. You shouldn't have let him go. Yeah, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> fuck yeah, now. Did you not know? I got 140 grand from him. I only rated him at 120. <laughs> 20 grand in my back pocket. Can't you fucking do maths? No, probably not. That's why you're sat up there eating a pie and I'm out here being the fucking dog's bollocks. <laughs> Player manager, no less. Andy Jackson, Melbourne's loudmouth manager, responded gleefully to the cries of the crowd. They're right, race. You made the biggest mistake of your life when you sold Giles to Melbourne. <laughs> uh, Roy thinks, good grief. Which is probably not what he's really thinking. Good grief, and that's to put it fucking mildly and all. <laughs> and he immediately has a flashback to his dream where oh, Jackson's Jesus. a giant. Oh, I'm getting the visions again. <laughs> I'm getting the fucking visions again. The dream's coming back. Oh, God. Jackson's behaviour seemed disturbingly familiar to Roy. You're finished, race. Finished, shouts giant Jackson in the flashback. And Roy, uh, it, uh, it, it's just like that dream I had. A coincidence, of course. But very weird, just the same. In Roy's dream, Jeff Giles had played a tremendous game, and soon after the kickoff in real life, yeah, what the <laughs> Jeff Giles is fucking really up for this game. He's the little shithead, pa- Paco Diaz, isn't he? He's taking the ball of Paco Diaz, who's fucking sensational when he's going forward, but like a lot of the continental lads. Can be a bit, a little bit lackadaisical at times. So he's gone yeah. to sleep. Yeah, Giles has got Jeff Giles him. has mugged him, and uh, the crowd go, "Oh, what a tackle!" Paco Diaz never saw him coming, and Jeff Giles is off. He's got a point to prove, hasn't he? Thing about Jeff Giles is though, if he was any type of player, he would have been turning on performances like this week in and week out from Melchester, and they wouldn't that's have had to sell him. Sick about him. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes me sick about him. And Suddenly the, he's fucking oh, so you did have it in your locker yeah, the whole time. Yeah, and you the, just couldn't be asked because you were playing out your fucking contract so you could get your lucrative testimonial and then a lucrative free transfer. Yeah, right. Yeah, but neither of those things fucking happened, Giles. Right, you were booted out. Roy was right not to want you to have a testimonial. You didn't get one, and now suddenly you're revealing you're a player all along. Roy yep. had your number. Yeah. So uh, there he is. He's just reveling in this atmosphere, shouts the crowd. Jeff's providing the kind of aggression that's been lacking in our midfield. Well, how's it been lacking? Because Giles wasn't turning it on. But uh, yeah. Roy steps in and nicks it off him. Not today, Gilesy. And Giles goes, ooh. Uh, we may be pals, but you're wearing a Melbourne shirt now. You have to die. <laughs> Cunt. And I will be getting these fucking studs. Into the back of your fucking Achilles by the time the first half's out. Trust me. Royce. And I'm, I'm fucking brief Vic Guthrie to fucking stamp on your testicles first chance he gets. <laughs> More of Guthrie in a minute. Roy steered the ball back to veteran Noel Baxter, uh, who had been brought into the team to stiffen the back four. 
Change it, Noel. Knock it across to Jimmy Slade. Coming up, Roy. <laughs> Shouts Noel Baxter like footballers <laughs> do. Coming up. <laughs> Perhaps it was his lack of match practice that made Noel mishit his pass. And he mishits it. It, it swirls in the air. Swirls in all sorts of different sort of sort does a, a corkscrew like thing, yeah. doesn't it? It's almost like and he's he back goes, in a dream again. He goes like this. Oh no. Oh, no. That's yours, Victor Charlie Carter said when he was fucking fucking it up. They always go they make a mistake, they go, Oh no. This Melchester team are just mentally feeble, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So it 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 swirls up into the air, Roy shouts, That's yours, Vic Guthrie, pick it up. But Guthrie was slow off the mark. And uh, Jeff Giles nicks it again. Ah shouts Guthrie. Jeff Giles, he's won it again. Jeff let fly from over twenty meters and drills it into the top corner above Walter Williams. Uh, goal! It's in! It's there! Williams didn't stand a chance! Duncan Mackay looks furious. He hasn't got his socks rolled up. Sake. Yeah, this fucking club is going to the fucking dogs. That's think- it. I'm on to my agent as soon as I have to get me out of here. Gilesy. I'm jumping this fucking sinking ship. Gilesy, give me a fucking lift to Melbourne after this match, will you? I'm coming, will you? <laughs> It's a oh, fucking mess. I was happy to be here during the glory days, but things are taking a turn for the worse. That's me gone. Look after number one. That's what my old man always taught me. <laughs> uh, Roy is uh, he's thinking. It says it was like another vision of Roy's dream. And Roy says, but that's all it was. Just a dream. It can't be coming true. It can't be. I've had loads of dreams better than this one that haven't fucking come true. Why is this one coming true? I had a fucking dream once that I was being sucked off by Lorraine Chase, right, in the dugout, right, during a fucking game. But the brilliant thing was no one else could see her other than me, right? And that, that's what I call a fucking good dream. Why why did that never come true? I, I was sat there with my hands behind my head, late, sitting right back, while she had a good nosh. What had happened in the dream were I was playing... And I'd scored my hat-trick, you know, Obviously. standard. And uh, there were about 20 minutes left, and I fancied a rest. And I I saw this vision of Lorraine Chase, and she was beckoning me, you know, like a siren. Come here, come hither. That's what she was doing, you know, with her finger. But in, the, in a cockney and, uh, voice. Then she, then, she was ma- then she was making, you know, the blowjob action with her <laughs> mouth and her hand. You know what I mean? She Cro- was making it very clear what her intentions were, and I thought, Fuck me, uh, I'll sub myself. That's... One of the perks of being player manager. <laughs> so I've subbed myself off, gone over, and she's got straight down to it. I fucking lit myself a cigar, which is fair enough because I've scored a hat trick, so the lads and the ref haven't got a problem with it. And I see the rest of the game play out while I'm getting sucked off, and she is totally 100% invisible. Now, why has that dream never, ever come true? And why has this cunt of a nightmare come true? Racy's luck. Maybe I'll have to get myself an appointment with that psychologist that Roy Jr.'s been seeing. He might be able to sort it out for me. Mind you, he weren't that fucking helpful when I went in and showed him that painting the other day. He was fucking stuttering, trying to fucking change the subject all over the place, talking about appointments. There's got to be someone better. <laughs> I'll have a, I'll have an ask round. So 
there we are. That's the end of that episode. Um, I'm only giving that one a six because it's pretty much repetitive from the previous one. Yeah, we knew what yeah, was going to happen. Much. Well, it's just the dream being repeated in real life, which, yeah. as Roy says, is actually far fetched. I mean, he's flagging up the floor in his own story because yeah. it is far fetched. He dreamed all of this um, so precisely. Yeah. But anyway, we kick off the next chapter, and Jeff Giles, the fucking who's become a bet noir for Roy and Melchester, mm. is celebrating with all his new mates, the cunt, and the crowd are going. Roy can't believe it. I'll bet he's wishing the ground would open up and swallow him. I'm fucking wishing what Lorraine. A goal. I'm fucking wishing Lorraine Chase will be here swallowing me. I'll yeah. Tell you that. It's the only thing I want to get fucking swallowed by right now. Yeah. <laughs> what a goal! Old Jeff must have drilled it in from over twenty metres. I tell you what, I'd yeah. be like to be drilling in right now. <laughs> and not from twenty metres either. From fucking point blank range. From inside the six-yard box, if you catch me fucking drift. (laughs) 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 Fucking tapping. Bang. Thank you very much. (laughs) What is our catchphrase again? Nah, Luton Airport. (laughs) Yeah, fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking euphemism, innit? (laughs) No, what she fucking means by that. And I tell you what, that's what, in my dream... You know, in my dream, like, that's what she shouted at the point of, you know, no return. <laughs> Sexual climax. She shouts out, Luton Airport. That's how I know Racy's done his job. Weirdly, now I come to think of it, Penny's never shouted anything. I don't know whether she's ever managed to get a climax. <sighs> Funny thing is, I mean, fair enough, right? Pen is, she's a looker. She's done all right. She's knocked out a couple of kids, kept her figure half decent. Good round the house. Right, Lovely round the house, good with the kiddies, and uh, you know, and she keeps herself turned out well. She gets her hair blow dried most days. I don't mind paying for that, right? <laughs> but in the sack, she's she's lifeless. To be honest, <laughs> she's like you know, she's not exactly energetic as a love maker. Chase, on the other hand, I mean, I've only got my dreams to go on here. So, you know, how reliable they are, I don't know. They're just dreams. Although right now, but they Chase, seem to be pretty reliable. <laughs> very fucking adventurous. Perhaps not quite as much of a, in the look, looks department as our pen, but makes up for it in the fucking bedroom department, I tell you that. Conversationally, she's awful. Her voice is fucking unlistenable. But, you oh, know, it's not about that, is it? it. I mean, Penny's not much of a conversationalist either. All she wants to talk about is, well, I don't know, I'm not listening half the time. It's stuff about fucking Roy Jr. or the other one, you know, the girl one. If I want a, convers- um, if I want a conversation, I go to bed with Michael Parkinson. <laughs> if I want conversation, I know fucking Blackie Grace on the other end of the fucking phone and he hardly ever sleeps. <laughs> Seriously, Roy, I don't mind if you call me morning, noon, all night. I'm always here for you if you just want to chat. <laughs> I'm sat here building model ships with lolly sticks. I'm drinking <laughs> Just whiskey. Just in case you call. And when the phone rings, that's it. I'm up. I'm on my feet like a cat. And I'm straight over there. My Bracey! You might need me. No, to be honest with you, Roy, I know, you know, Pen, Pen's a lovely lass, but... She's not much of a conversationalist, I know. So if you ever have, have something you need to talk over, you just call old Blackie. 
<laughs> so Giles has scored his goal from 20 metres. Um, quite unusual, talking about metres there 35 years ago. Uh, although shocked by the accuracy of his dream, Roy's first thought was for young Wally. Uh, I, I, almost... I am shocked by the accuracy of my dream, I've got to admit, but let's put that to one side for a moment. I'll, dwell, I'll try and dwell on that after the match. Uh, what is going I almost got a hand to it, Mr. Ray. So, I mean, Roy. Uh, Wally, you did well to even get near it. That would have took my fucking head off, to be quite honest with you. I would have ducked. Uh, Fuck that. I never saw him hit a ball as cleanly as that in all his fucking years here. Summing up. I I don't know where he fucking pulled that little number out from the cunt. I reckon they've got him on steroids as soon as he signed up for them. (laughs) That was a shot in a million. No keeper on earth could have stopped it. Uh, Andy Jackson, Melbourne's controversial manager, thought otherwise. (laughs) That's the second mistake you've made, Race, putting that undersized shrimp in goal. (laughs) This is a first division match, not a nursery school kickabout. (laughs) And then one of the Melbourne fans shouts, Yaha! Pour it on, Andy! Pour it on! (laughs) Pour it on like fucking custard. Drench the cunts in it. Drown the fucker with it. Drown him in your banter. Get inside his fucking head. I'm going to be using that stadium like this this season. Pour it on. Pour it on. Pour it on. It's <laughs> Um. So that we'll leave. We'll leave it there because we'll see how Melchester come back from that in the next episode. Keep your yeah. tenter hooks. And mm. that. So yeah. uh, on a knife edge. Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening, Sam. I believe you're off back out on the coins now. Yeah, I've got some way. coins updates, but I'll do them on a future episode later in the week and uh, keep your eye on Twitter and Instagram as well for more on that. Good stuff. Okay. Right. Thanks for listening, everyone. All the best, everyone. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.